gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton, right here on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton of Linksfield Show, and here we are on the 6th of the 6th, the 17th of Sivan, live this Tuesday afternoon. And I was thinking how to start the show today, how to start the Fabringen show. You could always, by the way, contact us, 34519. I was thinking I want to start with a Mishnah, which is an ancient text um, from the 3rd, 4th, 5th century common era. And it's the foundation of the oral law of, of, of Judaism. And it's in the famous book called Pirkei Avot, Ethics of Our Father. And it's a specific trigger, the, the thought hopefully will trigger something. There's a, there was a great sage, he actually lived at the destruction. So this, the, although the Mishnah was published a few hundred years later, um, this fellow, his name was a great sage, his name was Rabbi Yochanan, the son of Zakkai. And Ben Zakkai, and he lived literally during the destruction of the Second Temple in the 70 Common Era, and he had various students. And the Pirkei talks about various conversations he had with them. He used to also sing their praises. Great. At some stage, he turns to his five students and he says the following: Tzu go out and see, but don't just see with your eyes, discern, in other words, use your the eyes of your brain, go and explore, which is the proper way, that a person should cling, in other words, if there's one character trait, if there's one way of living, if you had to put it, boil it down to one thing, what would it be? In general, it's a good way to see where a person's values are. In other words, what, what's the top priority? And each one of them comes back with somewhat similar. But let, let's see it. First, the first student that comes back was his student, Rabbi Eliezer, the son of Harkonnes. And he comes back and he says, I believe that the, the proper way, the good way, the person should cleave, Ayin Tova, is have a good eye. Look at people with forgiveness, tolerance, benevolence. See people with a good eye. Fair enough. We could all use that. See each other with a better eye. Don't always... um, imply that the other person has a bad agenda, give people the benefit of the doubt, see them uh, with with favor, with goodness, see them with a good eye. Rabbi Yeshua, his friend, Rabbi Yeshua, the son of Hanania, his colleague, comes and says, what should you be looking for? What's the proper way? What will you find? What should you be, yeah, what's, what's going to take you on the course to a good a fulfilling life, chaverto, have a good friend, or be a good friend, or both. In other words, friendship. In this world, if you want to live a good life, be a friend, have friends, 
make friends, be a good friend. Great. The next sage, Rabbi Yossi the Kohen, he says, Shachento, be a good neighbor. Whether it means neighbor literally living door to door or the people you hang around every day. There's a famous expression from the sages that says, a good neighbor is more important and adds more value than a distant brother. Right? The distant brother, you see them for one week a year. If a good neighbor uh, could add incredible value to you or can a bad neighbor on the flip side can absolutely destroy your life. So be a good neighbor. In other words, be a mensch. Make the, the people who spend time around you, whether they're your friends or not, um, be the kind of person that they want to be around rather than the kind of person that they're kicking themselves every day saying, why do I live next to this person or why do I have to sit next to this person at work? Fine. The next sage, his name was Rabbi Shimon, the son of Netanel, Shimon ben Asano. He says, Haro'e et hanolad. Someone who considers the outcome of their deed. In other words, they foresee the consequence of their action. Or another way of saying is a person that has vision. A person can see how things play out. They can see the outcome. They can see two steps ahead. Um, in, you know, as in a chess game, they could see how things play out. Some people live without vision and therefore they're able, they're unable to make wise decisions. Somebody who can see the outcome and the consequence who can think two steps ahead, first of all, will restrain themselves when they have a moment of impulse because they see the outcome. What happens if I give in to my negative impulse? And also it just allows them to live a much more valuable life because their strategy, they know where they're going and they can see a step ahead. And finally, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar ben Arach, he comes and says the fifth thing. Simply he says, Leif Tov, a good heart. A heart that, that pulls you obviously towards goodness, to, towards nobility, noble acts. Good heart. So their teacher, who just heard five opinions on what's the best way to live, what's the ultimate? A good eye, a good friend, a good neighbor, seeing the outcome of your actions and having a good heart. He says, I prefer the words, the final words of Rabbi Lezer ben Arach over yours. Because included in his words are all yours. In other words, if you have a good heart, you'll have a good eye. If you have a good heart, you'll have a good, you'll be a good friend. If you have a good heart, you'll be a good neighbor. And obviously, if you have a good heart, you'll also be able to um, have the wisdom to see the outcome of your actions. Because you always want to do right, so you're always going to think, how will this? Will this make the world a better place? Will it make my relationships better or worse? So in other words, what's the ultimate way to live? To have a good heart. What stimulated this thought? What stimulated the thought is how often, you know, it's exam period. It's uh, in the Northern Hemisphere. It's graduation now. When uh, we raise kids, we put an incredible value on having a good brain. How many distinctions do they get? How hard do they work on their knowledge? What's their work ethic? All good stuff and important stuff. And then often the school will, as a token of appreciation, say, by the way, here's, you know, let's honor the person who's a mensch. But what this Mishnah is saying, and I think what common sense says, 
a, be- a good heart is much more important than a good brain. A good brain, yeah, you could work on that, but ultimately genetics are genetics. Some people are geniuses, some people are average, some people are clever. You could work a bit harder, you could push yourself up 10%, 15%, 20%, whatever. But even that, it's it's a selfish pursuit. Nothing wrong with it, but it's for self. But a heart is something that, first of all, we can all develop. No matter what you're starting at, whether you're a selfish person or not, you can eventually develop a heart. You're not limited. Um, and it adds value to others. So ask yourself in your home, what do you value more? A good brain or a good heart? Because what this mission is saying, and what's so important to remember as we raise our kids, is that a good heart is so much more important than a good brain. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM, dedicating this part of the show for a complete recovery for Yosef Yitzchak ben Chiena. And um, yes, dedicating this part of the show to him, that please God, he should have a refuah shalema, a complete recovery. And now we continue. Um, so we before the song, which I hope you enjoyed, it's a beautiful song, we were talking about Rabbi... Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, who's turning to his five students and says, tell me the right way to live. Go find. And they come back. Good eye, good friend, good neighbor, vision, good heart. And he says, good heart includes everything else. Then he goes to them and says the opposite. Obviously to highlight the contrast. He says, now I want you to go out and discern what's the, the bad path, the evil path that a person should um, stay away from. So they come back and they say the following, almost exact opposite to what they said the good path is. Rabbi Eliezer comes and says an evil eye. Ayin Ra. He doesn't mean an evil eye like, you know, people will say, um, you know, I don't want to have an evil eye, um, or people wear a a red string, which is a whole different conversation for a different time. You could Google uh, the Jewish thought on that. But um, an evil eye is in greed, um, begrudging someone else's success. The opposite of a good eye. Sees a person and just assumes the worst, doesn't give people the benefit of the doubt, um, cynical about everybody's motives, you know, that kind of thing. Fine. Rabbi Yeshua comes and says, what's the thing you should stay away from? A bad friend. Or being a bad friend. In other words, the thing that you should really stay away from is unhealthy friendships that will uh, bring out the worst in you. We're very influenced by our friends. In the words of Maimonides, Ha'adam hu medini. The human being is a social being, and therefore he's very influenced. It's very hard to live a, a, amongst thugs and still be a saint. Some people can, but uh, don't assume that, right? We try to protect our children from negative influences because we know that a negative influence is dangerous. Obviously, we can't totally insulate them from everything, 
but uh, we try to make sure that their their positive support and groups are more important are stronger than their negative. Fine. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, a bad neighbor, right? The thing you should try to be is a good neighbor. The thing you should stay away from is a bad neighbor. In other words, the kind of person, similar to friends, but over here it's more the idea that you're good to the people that live next door to you, you're good to the people whose life circumstances put you, even if they're not your friends, right? Treat your fellow as yourself. In other words, you're, you're courteous and you're good to the people that work with you, the people that live next to you, whether you like them or not, whether you're friends or not, you're you're a mensch. Rabbi Shimon, who earlier said that the way to live, is, the, the the best way to live is seeing vision and seeing the outcome of your actions. Over here, he doesn't go to the contrast. He talks about something else entirely. He says, "Don't the worst thing you could be is someone who borrows and does not repay," which basically means you betray the lender who trusted you. And he says it's not only borrowing from a human being, it's borrowing from God, right? Life gives us, life is given to us by God. Um, and God gave us our body on loan. So he's basically implying like the, the, the character trait of gratitude to your lender also means to live in this world with a gratitude to our lender and give back, um, give back to the lender. In other words, give benefits. Live your part. Play your purpose in this world. God gave you the loan for a reason. Make sure you pay it back. And finally, Rabbi Lazar, who said that the best way to live is a good heart, says the worst way to live is a bad heart, a wicked heart, a heart of evil. A shlechta heart, as they say in Yiddish. Um... And what does their teacher say? What does Rabbi Yochanan say? I like the words of Allah Zarban Arach. I like the, that I prefer his opinion to yours. Because in his words includes everything. In other words, again he wins the race. So the best way to, the best thing to have is a good heart. The worst thing to have is a bad heart. Because in that includes everything. If you have a bad heart, then you have a bad eye, then you're a bad friend, you're a bad neighbor. You're, you live in ingratitude. You don't repay your debt. In other words, you're not, you don't uh, take life seriously. So, what's the message here? What's the the core? The core thing is a heart, a good hearts. Often, as a rabbi, I get to meet young couples, and after you know, my job is to marry them, and I'll say, okay, so what brought you the two of you together? And they'll talk about, we like the same things, we like how each other looks, um, we like their families, blah, blah, blah. But rarely, not n- never, but rarely is the first thing they say about the other person. They have such a good heart. And I often wonder, like, how does that bode for the relationship? Because the first thing we should be looking in a relationship, more important, the thing that will guarantee you a great relationship is if the person has a good heart. A gutinke, as they say in Yiddish, a gutinke, a good person. A person who's not selfish, a person who's not self-absorbed, a person who's not a snob, a person who's not putting themselves ahead of other people, a person that appreciates kindness, a person that that that's bigger than their own ego. 
with a with a good heart, you can't go wrong. It's almost impossible to uh, have a breakdown of such a relationship. If two people, if two people show up in a relationship and they're good hearts, they're good people, they're mentioned, they're not bitter, they're not full of self-pity, they're not angry, they're not entitled, they're not selfish. What could go wrong? Ask ourselves and our homes, how often do we celebrate good heart? Often we almost, we're derogatory to good, not all of us, some of us can be derogatory. Ah, good heart, she's simple, she's simple, and ah, they have a good heart. We often say it as like, a, almost like a patronizing kind of sending thing. They have no brain, but they, they have a good heart. No. A good heart's the most important thing. Obviously having a brain's important. But, uh, you know, uh, you'll talk to people and say, what are you looking for in a future spouse? If they haven't found it, say the most important thing is clever. And I often wonder, like, how many intellectual conversations are you going to be having with each other once you actually get down to real life? Maybe in dating you could talk about politics or philosophy or theory, but in real life, how often are you having that? I'm not saying you have to marry someone dumb, but I think we overestimate how important intelligence is and we underestimate how important a good heart is. You want to have an intellectual? Have a have a book club. <laughs> Seriously, that's what you get married for, to have an intellectual conversation. I'm saying, of, of course, you, you want to have someone that's relatively on par with you. But if you if, is that what marriage is? Is that what a relationship is? Just two intellectuals debating politics? I mean, seriously. What is it? It's good hearts. It's, it's literally having a good heart. And I could tell you this. You know, when you see families that get torn apart by fights and faribles, it's rarely because of people not being intelligent enough. That's not the issue. The issues that tear families apart are is that one or two parties are not good people. They're, they're, they're not good hearts. Right? When you say someone's a good person, you don't mean they have a good brain. There's a lot of evil people who have good brains. When you say they're a good person, you mean there's a good a good heart and a good hand, right? It's a heart that they're, they're, they're good people. They they love, they're, they're genuine, they're, they're menschlich, they're disciplined, they're, they're, they're great. Healthy emotional worlds. Today, so many of our kids are struggling with their emotions, with their feelings, with their, um, so many adults. Right? We need to prioritize in our homes and in our lives being good people. We have to celebrate good heart when our child is, you know, wants to gossip or wants to just put the other person down and to teach them to don't begrudge other people. Don't begrudge their success. Be happy for them. Teach our children by example to be forgiving, right? If, if I'm forgiveled with my mother and my mother-in-law and my father and my father-in-law and my brother and my sister and my nephew and my niece and my cousin, then I sit there telling my kid to have a good heart. Who am I fooling? But if I'm working every single day on becoming a better version of myself and my kids see that I'm trying to be a good person, then they hopefully they'll learn and they'll copy that example. Be a good person. We, we put on a pedestal way too much academic achievement, sport achievement. Those are the stuff that are easy to quantify. They can make it onto a newspaper, right? You could say this person got six distinctions, this person won 
the Rugby World Cup, this person's an incredible table tennis player, this person's a chess champion, this person's a genius in math. You can't quantify heart, maybe. But just because you can't quantify it doesn't mean it's not important. It is infinitely more important. It's the derech yisharat, it's the correct way, it's the honest way to live a decent life. That's really what we... Um, what we're here to um, to celebrate and to focus on, to remember it's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. <clears throat> this is 101.9 High FM and, uh, yeah, life's a journey, as the song uh, sang. A beautiful song, life's a voyage. And the greatest uh, thing that you can... Um, you take on this voyage, obviously, faith, meaning, and a good heart. Good heart. It makes life a lot more pleasant. Um, it really does. It's <laughs> as if I'm saying anything profound. I mean, this is common sense, but I think what stimulated this thought by me is I did a funeral yesterday for this old, sweet lady, 96 years old. Um, and just the thing that stood out about her was her heart and it just it, it reminded me and I thought it's worth reminding us all how it's these simple things that matter so much more than all the other stuff that we're, we're chasing in this world just be a good person with a good heart don't hold grudges don't be angry don't be bitter don't begrudge other people's success just be happy Content. Try to do our, our, our part, but it's like with, with a, with a goodness. With a goodness, a gutinke. I love that word. I, although Yiddish was my first language, I, I never heard it expressed the way it's expressed here in South Africa. A gutinke. Be a good person. Right? Every year comes Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is what, three months away. Our slate should be clean. There should be no, no, no grudges. No faribbles, nothing. Just love. Some of us, it might be easier than others, but that's the goal, right? The greatest goal is not who dies with the biggest bank account only to watch their kids waste all the money in one generation. The greatest way to go is with a good heart. Not only the greatest way to die, the greatest way to live. And that's something that we could all accumulate. You don't have to have special business skills. You don't have to have muzzle. Having a good heart is nothing. Uh, nothing other than working hard on it. Some of us have a propendency to, uh, to it, and others of us don't. In other words, some are born with sweeter hearts than others. And there's a famous Hasidic expression that's brought in the book Hayom Yom that's an incredible gift from God. It's literally a gift to be born with a good heart. It's a gift. And if you don't have it, acquire it. It's not like wealth. Wealth goes for some, not for everyone. The Torah says not everyone is going to be wealthy. Some of us will struggle more than others. But good heart, it's open to each and every one of us. And that's the greatest wealth. The greatest wealth is being a good person with a good heart. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. 
101.9 High FM, and today's show was really dedicated to a good heart, um, something I think we could all work on, something that there's no season for it. It's a, every day, it's the Malachat Hayom, it's the job of the day to finish our day better version than uh, we started our day, to finish our life better than the way we started it, to have a bigger heart. Our heart should be constantly expanding rather than narrowing. A heart that flows. A heart that is not blocked. Right? A heart that everything flows in and out. It's just, I'm talking metaphorically, but please God physically as well. Just a good heart. It's the stuff that matters. If you're lucky enough that your child has a good heart, just know that it's a much bigger blessing than a good brain. They might not make as much money. They might they might even make as much money, right? King Solomon says, "Lola chachamim lechem." Wise people don't necessarily, smart people don't necessarily have more more bread or more money. But that's not the point. Our goal in this world is not to raise wealthy people. Our goal in this world is to raise good people, as parents and as educators, and to raise good people as in ourselves. Because I believe that the first question that when we come up to heaven, God will look at us. Obviously, he'll say, you know, it might be said a bit differently, but I'll paraphrase it in English. The first question God will look at us is, did you grow up? In all the years, days, months that you were in this world, did you, did you mature? Did you become a bigger version of yourself? Are you a kinder version of yourself? Are you a more generous version of yourself, your wiser version of yourself. Have you grown? Have you have you have you shared? Were you kind? Were you loving? Or did you sit with a clogged heart? Was your heart flowing or was it clogged? I really believe, especially in our time, that people are so full of anxiety and fear and all the other illnesses of the heart. We have to heal our hearts. And the first thing to heal, right, as the Pirkei Avos that we studied earlier says, Leif Tov, get a good heart. Everything else will flow. A good heart is a heart without expectations. By default, you won't have the anxiety when things don't turn your way because you have a good heart. You won't hold grudges because you give people the benefit of the doubt. Have a good heart. Matters more than anything. Hopefully to uplift your heart, here's some beautiful music. The music of Hanan Ben Ari. Sung by Yankee Hill, a beautiful medley on 101.9 High FM. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, High FM. Have a great day.